Chicago. This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh, uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, now, now. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. And the ball is loose. Hit was made by Julius Peppers. Pass blocked. And it falls. Did Peppers catch it? Julius Peppers with the block and the interception. What a play. Third down and three. Vicker, the pressure from Peppers. Loses the football. Arms pass is deflected and Julius Peppers intercepts it at the 14-yard line. Devin Hester from the 18. Reading box. Devin Hester into the open field. True elation. Here's the snap to Chris Chandler. Looks down from behind. Down he goes. Steve McMichael on the sack. He played really hard. Um, he played the game with all he had. As a player, he's the best. You can always depend on him to do his job and be where he's supposed to be. Deep stack there from Steve McMichael, number 76. It's about a four or five year period in the mid 80s where I don't think anybody played the inside tackle position on defense better than Steve McMichael did. Steve, one word, tough. Ah, the Hall of Fame list is set. Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Jay Moore, we got you. For this three-hour ride on this football Friday with open phone lines for you, 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our phone number. Cap, you just heard right there a tremendous open by R.J. Moore. Jay Moore was able to tell us the story through audio of the great Devin Hester, Steve Mongo McMichael, Julius Peppers, all going into the Hall of Fame. The Chicago Bears representing very well and uh, this class for the Football Hall of Fame. A magnificent moment for the franchise known as the Chicago Bears, our favorite team. 40 men now going in or enshrined in Canton that either went in as Bears or at least played a game for the Bears. Julius Peppers will probably go in as a Panther, which is correct. What? He'll go in as a Panther. What do you mean? He's a bear, damn it. He'll have bear blood on him, but he is maybe not on him. In him. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure where to put it. Not sure what he does in his personal life, but But nonetheless. That'll make 40, and it's super cool. It's more than any franchise in the history of the sport. There are still some that I think should get in. Our teammate Lance Briggs, Olin Krutz, 
Charles Tillman. I think those three will have a chance at some point to get in, and I think they should. But I thought for Mongo, I you know I know what he's battling. We all do. It's been well chronicled. But to to know that he's still alive and was able to be told, you're going in. You got in. You're a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think is super, super cool. And to know that Devin Hester's being recognized as the greatest to ever do what he did. Mm -hmm. When you do what he did at the level he did and you're the best that ever did it, you belong enshrined in Canton, and he's getting in there, and that's awesome. I've never understood when people look at special teams as less than. I've never understood that. Yes, there's offense, there's defense, and special teams. Coaches talk about it all the time, Cap. Special teams matter. You know, field position matters from your, from your punter, and if you have a, a, someone that can return punts like Devin Hester, Man, or return kicks like Devin Hester. Man, that's something special. I want you to think about this. He might be the last of the great ones. Based on how special teams is now, Cap, we may never see another Devin Hester. That's why it's overdue for him to be in this Hall of Fame. Look, there's fast guys that are able to catch punts and kicks. It's just the idea that, you know, Devin Hester, he had a vision when he was out there. A guy at his size, listed as 5'11", listed as 5'11". I think you and I have been around Devin Hester that might be five nine, five ten. The point is, though, is that that little guy was able to have a vision to be able to cut through the special teams and get to the end zone. We just heard that highlight from the Super Bowl. I'll never forget working with Steve Silverman, Silvio, working with him at the Park West. We did the Super Bowl show, a preview show over there. 2,000 people sold out. And we're doing the radio show for ESPN 1000. I get home. As soon as I turn the key in our little apartment in South Shore, Open the door, Hester catches the ball, and he gets there, and he flies through in Miami and gets that touchdown. As I turned the key, that was the highlight that was on. I'm like, here we go, man. Hester with a touchdown. He had so many great highlights, man. And like I said, it's been overdue because he's on special teams. He's great. He deserves this honor. He's a really good guy, too. If you interact with him at all, I did a bunch of stuff with back in the day with PointsBet, and mm-hmm. he was one of their representatives. I remember. And we were in a golf tournament together. He's not a big golfer, but he was riding around the course out at uh, Seven Bridges. Mm -hmm. Great partner of ours. Yes. And I had a chance to talk to him for a while. He's just a good guy. He just loves life. And I think he was disappointed that it took this long to get in because he was so dominant. But that's where I disagree with people that don't think special teamers, like you said, should be in. The Bears don't go to the Super Bowl if he's not on the roster. That is correct, sir. That's a fact. Yes. And whether you're a kicker, whether you're a punter, if you have that type of impact on a game and on a team, then you belong among the best to ever play the sport because you're part of that sport. It's because you're not in the middle of the line knocking heads doesn't mean you're not an integral part of that team. He wasn't blessed to be a wide receiver. It just was. You would think with that kind of speed that the hands would have come with it. Cap. It just that wasn't his bag. I remember when there was Musha Muhammad right next to him, and it's like De- Devin, nope, line up next to me. And you remember he he took him by the shoulder pads while they were lining up. Nope, right here. You got to be right here and ask the referee if you're lined up properly. He's like he was showing him while he was on the field. I'm like, yeah, that guy just returns kicks. That's what he does. 
because you look at his numbers, his numbers as far as a wide receiver, it's so funny. The first name that pops up on Pro Football Reference as far as Hester's career, Alshon Jeffrey. Wow. <laughs> oh, no. It's right. So his name, he's synonymous with uh, Jeffrey as far as a wide receiver, but he was meant to return uh, for special teams. And those big-time runs and those, we'll never see anything like it, Cap. I don't think we'll see it again. I don't. I don't know if anyone has the balls to do it the way that uh, that Devin Hester did it. Well, and kickoffs have been minimized where you kick off from. You know, 90% of them go through the back of the end zone. Most coaches tell their guys, if that kick is even one yard into the end zone, let it go. We'll take the ball at the 25. So we won't see that type of impact there. And it's with the emphasis on trying to minimize concussions, yeah. you just see more fair catches. You're just not going to see someone do what that guy did at that level. Used to be one of the more exciting plays in the game, and now that's completely de-emphasized and minimized. He returned one kick for a touchdown as a Falcon. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if that, had, that kick had not been returned, Jeff Joniak would have called every single return for a touchdown in Hester's career. That's a super cool stat. That, that's amazing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Like, so they're synonymous uh, with, the, with one another. And with Mongo, it's what you said, Cap. I mean, you know, we had Tom Thayer in his usual slot, slot at 9 o'clock yesterday. We brought him on because he can give Super Bowl memories and his thoughts about Mongo. Love Thayer. And the question was asked to Tom Thayer, you know, what do you think of Mongo going to the Hall of Fame? And he's just like, you know what, it's great, but it's bittersweet because he should have been there. There's no doubt that Steve Mongo McMichael, before he became ill, was a Hall of Famer. Yes. You take a look at his numbers, just again, just for, just to take a look at it for context. The career for Mongo relates to Richard Seymour, Mean Joan Green, um, Vince Wilfork, Neil Smith, Howie Long, Jared Allen, Kevin Williams, and, and Damakong Sue. I just named for you about three or four Hall of Famers right there, Cap. I mean, but the numbers, he was part of a dominant defense. And he was a, a great college football player, too. We forget about his college numbers. He's a college football Hall of Fame for a reason. At Texas. He was great, man. And so he deserved to be in there because he's part of a great defense. I'm just glad he's getting his flowers. He's alive to see it. I wish he was upright and healthy enough to be able to give that bombastic speech because you know he would just take it over, right? Mongo in the Hall of Fame, the things that he would say, get your hands on a dump button, Berman. He's going to say some stuff, Correct. right? But at least he's alive to know it. And I think that that's great. Yeah, really thrilled for our teammate Steve McMichael that he's going in. And Julius Peppers was a hell of an athlete. Great bear. Panther. Um, He was an excellent bear for four seasons. What is wrong with you? I'm just being honest. Okay, so let's stop putting Greg Olson on the station then. He's a Panther too. Seahawk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, every time he comes up, haircut farmer bears tight end, right? Greg Olson. He's a Panther and a Seahawk. Correct. But he's but we claim him as one of ours, don't we? Do you realize he was also a Final Four player for North Carolina basketball? Peppers. Peppers. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Final Four. Like, playing. Yeah, an amazing, amazing athlete. We should tell that story for those that don't remember how Peppers became a Bear. So Julius Peppers is going to be a free agent. Carolina's got cap issues. They're going to have to let him go. They can't get him signed. So they agree to part ways. Mm-hmm. He's the, the premier defensive free agent that year. And 12 o'clock, 
12.01 this particular night, free agency is going to start. And, you know, you get like 48 hours. You can agree to deals. You can't sign them for 48 hours. And Jerry Angelo gets a charter plane. Him, Lovey, a few guys from the front office. And they fly to where Peppers is. And right at midnight, his phone rings. We're at the door. Open up. What? Yeah. We're here. We took a charter. And by 12.05, the deal was done. See. I'm in. That's when the Bears are doing business. That That was. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's exactly right. Close the door. Don't let anyone else in. We're here. We want you on the team. Top shelf at the time. We play cover two. Here's your role. Here's who you're going to play with. Blah, blah, blah. I'm in. That's 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 how you do business. Beast. You want somebody bad enough, you'll be at their door. You'll fl- you'll get that charter fueled up and be at their door. We know exactly where you live. Open the door. We want you on the team before Correct. anyone else calls. Correct. Yeah, that's great. You're not calling the next day after breakfast. Uh, oh, I I didn't know you were interested. I'm sorry. I already agreed to something. Nope. Twelve o'clock. <laughs> Hat in hand. Let us in. So former bear Julius Peppers. Uh, his career relates to this. Tell me how many Hall of Famers you hear, Cap. Julius Peppers' career is aligned with Michael Strahan. Hall of Famer, who I saw at the Duke game the other night. Carl Eller. Hall of Famer. Randy White. Hall of Famer. Jack Youngblood. Hall of Famer. Warren Sapp. Hall of Famer. Bob Lilly. Hall of Famer. Jason Taylor. Hall of Famer. Bruce Smith. Hall of Famer. Mean Joe Green. Hall of Famer. And the other one would be Calais Campbell, Hall of Fame person. Yes. So I just gave you nine out of ten. You think Julius Peppers is great? There you have it right there. Amazing. He was an amazing, amazing football player, really good guy. Yeah, it's, it's really cool to see good people going in as well. So we have open lines for you on Devin Hester going into the Hall of Fame, as well as Steve Mongo McMichael, our teammate here at ESPN 1000, as well as Julius Peppers, all getting into the Hall of Fame. You want to talk about it? You are more than welcome to... Just be part of the glow of Bears going into the Hall of Fame. Also, we're talking about the Super Bowl as well. Super Bowl Sunday taking place. We can't wait to break it down with you. The 49ers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll talk about all of that. But your phone calls coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings, 7 to 10. Devin Hester, the rookie who was so dangerous, who went to college here at Miami. He led the NFC in both kickoff returns and punt returns. And the Colts have had a hard time all season covering kicks. It's Hester trying to work it back to the middle. Gets past the first wave, and here he goes. It's Hester inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. And no flag, 92 yards. Oh, right there in Miami. I know the Bears lost, Cap. It is one of my favorite Super Bowls because my favorite artist performed at halftime. Of course, you're going to perform Purple Rain in the rain in Miami as the Bears fell short against the Colts. But Devin Hester gave us a thrill as you're listening to Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and uh, streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Sir, where were you for that Super Bowl? Bears and Colts, where were you? In my family room. At the crib? At the crib. Mm -hmm. In my family room. Big screen going, people at the house. And I remember I was standing. I wasn't at this station yet. That was years later. But I listened. And I remember a young 
wiry Carmen DeFalco saying on the air, 40 to 1, Devin Hester to take the kickback. 40 to 1. Mm-hmm. But there was no apps and gambling like that. So I didn't really have a way to get a lot of bets down. Sure. But I remember thinking of Carmen as soon as that touchdown happened. Oh, that guy gave that out. 41. Crazy. Crazy. Um, How about this angle? Hmm. So it's assumed that the Bears are going to play the Hall of Fame game this year with three Bears going in. That's right. That means Caleb Williams will duck under center in Canton for the Hall of Fame game and end his career in Canton. <laughs> well, that could be, yes. Take that. That could be. We decided to go with Paget, uh because uh, Caleb's still learning the offense. Wow. And uh, so he will not play the Hall of Fame game. We don't want to get him injured. <laughs> I mean, that, could, you, could you imagine? That's the first course of action for Eberflus. We're going to protect him in the Hall of Fame game. You're going to do what? <laughs> get him yeah. on the field. What? Uh, so we made the decision to go with Bajent, right? We just think it's uh, the best decision for the football team today, right? We don't want to rush Caleb out there, right? right. <laughs> oh, no. Who made that decision? Was that Poles? That'd right. be me. Yes. That would be me. <laughs> Yeah. You got anything else up your sleeve? I don't know. What do you got up your sleeve? 312-332-3776 is our phone number. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl as well as the 49ers take on the Kansas City Chiefs. To the phone lines we go as we talk to you about Hester, Mongo, and Peppers. Bears are all over the Hall of Fame. And as Cap mentioned earlier, there will be more. There's some guys on the 85 team that still should be in the, in the Hall of Fame. There's some from this recent championship, uh, the Super Bowl appearance in 06 also, that should be in the Hall of Fame. But you know what? You'll take it now. Mongo, while he's alive, while he's got a heartbeat, knows he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Devin Hester going in as well, as well as Julius Peppers. Let's go to the phone lines to talk to you. Susie's in Palatine on Cap and J. Hood. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, gentlemen. Happy Super Bowl weekend. Happy Super Bowl weekend to you, Susie. How you doing? So, anyways, I got to be at that game, you guys. And besides the White Sox winning the World Series in 05, because I'm a crazy White Sox fan, that was the greatest. That was the greatest moment in my sports life. I was there with my husband. We were there with other people sitting in other parts of the stadium. And I looked at my husband, and I swear to God, I said. He's going to run the kickback. And he goes, no way. And it was right at where we were sitting. We were on the 10-yard line in that end zone. And I still, when I just heard that, I still, like, I'm there. I can remember it like it was yesterday. And, yes, the greatest halftime performance of all time. Mm-hmm. And it was I had just, it just a moment. behind Springsteen. And, I re- you know, I'm a season ticket holder. so I, And I sit in an end zone. So I'm telling you, when he would come on the field back in the day, and they'd start playing that Soldier Boy song. That crowd was so electric. And I got to see him run many kickoffs back, and he deserves it. And I actually met him once at an autograph signing, and he, I agree, nicest guy in the world. Yeah, it's So his... nice, so down to earth. And I'm so happy for all those, you know, three gentlemen that are going into the hall. They all deserve it. And oh, I'm just so happy for Devin Hester. They're, I love watching his kickoffs my kids and i will go on youtube and i'm like this guy is the greatest kickoff returner of all time so well you have an awesome time watching the game that's right that's really awesome isn't it they they'll go on youtube and just watch those highlights of devin hester 
which is just uh, incredible. And yeah, so, I, I thought the 09 Super Bowl halftime performance, Springsteen, was the best. Okay, great. We move on now to Devin Hester <laughs> on making the Hall of Fame. You know, um, this is my third year in the running, um, and this is just an honor to be up here amongst my peers, um, for the, the fellow guys that made it to the Hall of Fame this year. And it's just right now I'm just taking every moment in and enjoying the moment. It's an honor, you know, um, to be listed as the first um, in any position in the NFL. And um, to be the first guy to make it as a returner, not only is it's a great honor for me, but not only for me, but it opens up doors for the rest of the guys that's in my same caliber and the position that I play. And I'm just I'm blessed to have the opportunity to be the first one that make it. And hopefully we get a, a couple more guys in in my position as well. Derek is on the west side on Cap and J Hood. Derek, good morning. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, D? Okay. I want to make a few points real quick. Um, first, I want to congratulate the Hall of Famers because they're all deserving of it. Um, but the one, one of the points I want to make is, now my understanding is the definition of the Hall of Famer was that you excelled at your position. Now, because I don't think Steve Young is in there for how many sacks he's got. He's in there as the quarterback and vice versa. Now, here it is. We have Pro Bowls and things of the nature where we have punt returners make it as a punt returner or the kick returner as special teams and even special teams players make it, kickers make it. Now, for you to look at special teams players and say, oh, they shouldn't be Hall of Famers because of what? Because they excelled at their position. And the last point I want to make, there has been – and I'm not guaranteed on this, but I can almost assure that there has been more game-winning field goals in the Super Bowl than there has been touchdowns. And I'll hang up and uh, listen to you guys. Wait, what do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? Game-winning field goals than game-winning you know, touchdowns, I mean, like, you mean? Uh, the kicker winning the game, the, the game, the, the Super Bowl is won off the leg of a kicker. I know at least half of Tom Brady's was. And then uh, you don't see too many touchdown passes as the, as the Super Bowl winner. So, to say these guys shouldn't be Hall of Famers because they have failed at the position that the NFL created is absurd. I, I, I'm with you. Yes. You're on the team. If you're the best that ever did it, you did it at the level he did it, you are a Hall of Famer. Don't buy into the other stuff. Jay Moore. He's implying that the kicker is not celebrated enough. At least the outstanding kickers. Listen, Ray Guy and Ali Haji Sheik has gotten their flowers. It's fine. Thank you. Who? <laughs> Look it up. I know he kicked for the Giants. I think from the University. <laughs> the Didn't he go to Michigan? I think so. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, holy Haji <laughs> they, they get their they get their flowers for God's sakes, don't they? The kickers, right? Efren Herrera's forgotten. Everybody's forgotten him. I think he's in jail. Yes. Uh, yeah. Jay Moore says, "How many kickers are in the hall?" Uh, Jan Stenerud, deserving. Isn't Morton Anderson? Single bar, by the way, I think I'm Warren Anderson, right? Was single bar? Uh, uh, did he have... I don't know on that one. I hated those single bars. <laughs> single bar uh, football player. Right, you're two player. for two, Cap. Don't look it up. I want to see if you can get them all. Okay. Uh, so there's how many kickers are in? Five. Five kickers are in. Yep. Jan Stenerud, Morton Anderson. Um... Dempsey in there? No. Uh-uh. That is correct. No. Um, is Garo Yapremian in? Uh, no. 
Uh, I don't think that's going to help you. The doo-doos are not going to help you. That's how his mind works, folks. The doo-doos are not in the hall. No doo-doos in the hall. Is Roy Jarella in? Jarella. No. No. From the Steelers, those great teams. Is a Mike Vanderjag in? No. <laughs> Robbie, no Robbie Gold, he should be. No. All right, give us the others. Uh, George Blanda, Lou Groza, and Ray Guy. Oh, the toe. Oh, I wasn't counting Ray Guy. I knew that one. He's a punter. He's not a kicker. Those are the only players who primarily used their legs that are in the hall. Well, George Blanda was also a quarterback, my friend. Of course, but he was also a place kicker. I gave you a Ray Guy, by the way. That guy a, was amazing. That's the original Shohei Otani there. George Blanda playing quarterback and place kicker. Yeah. Can you imagine? I Can you tell me what teams? Okay, you don't have to do that now. You, That'd be the Chicago okay, Bears okay. and the Oakland Raiders. How about Ali Aji Sheik? How about his teams? That'd University of Michigan, Michigan football. Yes. yes, there you go. The New York Giants. Think about this, Cap. I always thought before Devin Hester came along, I didn't think we'd get any better than Dennis McKinnon or Glenn, Glenn Milburn. In that spot for Devin Hester. Tom Waddle returned a kick for a touchdown. A punt. I never thought we'd get any better than Glenn Milburn and Dennis McKinnon in that, in that position. I never thought. And then Dennis Gentry? Gentry's there. Gentry, you know, he, he did return kicks, yes. But I also remember, you know, third and 29 and him giving you 28 and a half yards. All right, punt. Right, unlike a <laughs> right. delay. Yes. Yes. That guy, if you were, if it was, he was the classic Third and 30, and he'll give you 29 and a half yards. All right, that's good enough. Punt. Good. Gentry. Good field position. They had the little shuttle pass to him. Yeah, he was amazing What in was that. his nickname? Dennis Gentry. Pinky. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty cool. So, so what do you think that meant, Cap? That would be because his skin complexion was lighter, and they called him Pinky. Oh, is that the reason? Yes. Ah, okay. Damn. All right. Along with colorist uh, David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you here on Cap and Jay Hood. <laughs> What's he saying there? Jay Moore, what's he saying? What's he saying there? The brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> Coming up next, we are talking about the Super Bowl. 49ers uh, against the Chiefs. Who do you like? We'll talk about it coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood, not only on ESPN 1000, but also on 100.3 FM HD2. Here's today's headline, headline. with Cap and Jay Hood. 7 a.m. hour is brought to you by the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. The Bears officially have three new Hall of Famers. The NFL announced at their awards last night that Devin Hester, Steve McMichael, Julius Peppers will all be enshrined in Canton at the next induction ceremony in August. The NFL also announced major award winners Lamar Jackson, named league MVP, Kevin Stefanski, Coach of the Year, Joe Flacco, Comeback Player of the Year, that one's ridiculous. His name's DeMar Hamlin. He came back from the dead. Christian McCaffrey got Offensive Player of the Year. And Miles Garrett named Defensive Player of the Year. Bulls got a 118-110 win over the Memphis Grizzlies on the road last night. Bulls also spent another trade deadline completely inactive. Flaccid, I like to call it. And have not been involved in a trade featuring a human body. Since August of 2021, marking 30 months without trading a player. It all sucks. 
and former Giants D coordinator Wink Martindale hired as the next D coordinator at the University of Michigan, joining Sharon Moore's staff for 2024. Uh, Jay Moore! If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Cap and Jay Hood are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Here we go. Here we go. Jay Moore, you got to get me that link. I got to put that as my ringtone. I love that. Here we go. It is. And uh, Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. 312-332-3776 is our phone number. Here's hoping that you're going to have a great Friday and a great Super Bowl weekend, Cap. And, of course, we've always thought that Super Bowl should be on Saturday, a way you can recover on Sunday. But it's a tradition now. Super Bowl Sunday is the 49ers against the Chiefs. And so I said last week to you, Cap, that looking at the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, we know the kind of year that they've had. A drop passes, and here comes Travis Kelsey's girlfriend? Question mark and uh, Taylor Swift. Or that all the controversy. There's no Eric Bieniemy. What's that? What's this football team going to look like? And so the Chiefs hadn't looked like the Chiefs for especially at the beginning of the season. But when they had to win games, they were able to get it done. Even though they had some controversy around them, this could be the season of defense for Spagnola and the Chiefs. As much as we appreciate Patrick Mahomes and what he can do, the defense has come to play as well. But you, it's hard now for me to bet, bet against Patrick Mahomes because we've already done it twice this year. And so here he is somehow, some way, this, on this stage again in the Super Bowl. I can't bet against him. And I like him. Like I find Patrick Mahomes exceptionally likable. Now, I've never been around him, but everybody that I know who knows him said, dude, you'd love him. Great, dude. Great. Treats people right. He's There's no ego there in terms of I'm better than you. None of it. He said he is awesome in the community. I'm not picking against that dude. And I'm not saying that the Niners don't have good people too. That is Michael Jordan in football cleats. I am picking Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I want to give you a stat, Cap. Bring it on. I'm going to give you a stat about Patrick Mahomes. We know how great he is. We know that he is the face of the league, especially at the quarterback position. The Chiefs are 88 and 25 with Patrick Mahomes as their starter. Mm -hmm. And among those 25 losses, just four have been by more than eight points. So let me just say it differently. Okay, so in 113 games that Mahomes has started, just four opponents, only 3.5% have managed to beat him by more than eight points. Damn. Is that not excellence at the quarterback position? That's insane. Cap, what are we talking about here? It's so dumb that I bet against him against Baltimore, even though, again, shout out to Lamar Jackson for getting another MVP. The point is, though, is that to be the man, you got to beat the man. And so it's not like that Patrick Mahomes has ever, he's, of course, he's lost games before. The Chiefs have lost games before. But the point is, though, is that even in a topsy turvy season for the Chiefs, where you don't know if the enemy was a difference, uh, yes or no, for the offense. A lot of drop passes. The opening day on September 7th in which they lost against Detroit, you're like, that's not the Chiefs that we know. They're in this spot again, despite all of that. And you got to give Patrick Mahomes all the credit for it. Yeah, uh, it was amazing to me to watch that line for the Baltimore Ravens game. Mm-hmm. We had some analysis saying they're one of the five greatest teams in the history of the sport. 
Shay Norling. And the line just kept going up. Three, three and a half, four, four and a half. When you see the line and the public going that hard one way, run the other way. And they just did a really good job. I think the Chiefs have an elite defense. Elite. Chris Jones is a monster. Mm-hmm. They're corners, monsters. So I'm going to roll with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs D. So Patrick Mahomes. And it, the other thing, too, that we talk about, we talk about the personality. So there are some, and this is started by the get-up and the, and the you know, first takes and shows like that, trying to find an evil side to the Chiefs run or an evil side to Patrick Mahomes. I appreciate greatness. Anytime I see the Chiefs perform this way or the 49ers perform this way, I think about the Bears and I go, that's what a winning franchise looks like. And that's where the Bears have to be able to reach those kind of lofty expectations. You want to be solid like the 49ers or the Chiefs. And so when we get these topics of, are people tired of the Chiefs in their run? Are people tired of Patrick Mahomes? No, I'm not tired of Patrick Mahomes, just like I'm not tired of Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors. We play this soundbite all the time about Joe Lakers saying, I'm a Nickel about winning. What fan cannot resonate with that? What fan cannot relate to, yeah, I wish my owner would want to have a commitment to winning. I wish my owner that felt that way. I wish we had shooters like that. I mean, Patrick Mahomes said to Super Bowl media that if he played hoops... He'd be just like Steph Curry. If I played basketball, I played basketball. I would just, I'd be just like Steph Curry. I mean, I got the shot. I just got to get a, you know, a couple extra reps, you know, a couple shots up, um, and I'd be shooting just like him. I mean, I mean, like yeah, that's who I would be. So it, it's somewhat tongue in cheek, but even if you were serious about it, you could almost believe him. Yeah, because he's, he's that good. He played three sports, Cap. He just chose football. Somebody tweeted out video of him pitching at Texas Tech. Yes, good. Oh my God, I'm watching this ball diving all over. Now again, his father was a major league pitcher for a long time, so he has the genes to be a great athlete. But holy cow, that guy is ridiculous. Play basketball at a good level, play baseball, play football. This decided on football. I mean, come on, man. What's there not to like about Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs story? And on top of that, Cap, a little bit more gasoline on the fire. Here's how you know Patrick Mahomes is elite. The fire around him, his jackass brother, you know, Whatever you think of his wife, based on what you saw in the documentary, his father, again, with the DUI situation. And so with all that, the focus is still on football. The, st- the focus is on job one. You can understand it, that he was rattled by all the stuff, all the, all the distractions and stuff around his life. Not distracted, still locked in, still playing high football, high-level football. This is who he is. This is why he's one of one. He is. He is a unicorn. They don't make him like that, man. They just... Don't. And I know there were a lot of people that had their doubts about him. He obviously slid all the way to 10. But when you hear Waddle was talking about this yesterday and I was with him, you saw two coaches said, we got to get that guy. Andy Reid, Sean Payton, two of the best at developing quarterbacks and understanding quarterback play. And when they put their stamp of approval on it, good enough for everybody else. And here he is. You know the great thing about being at the Super Bowl or big events like this, Cap? You have your own perspective from the market that you come from, mm-hmm. like Chicago. Obviously, if you and I were there and we we're in a media scrum, we're asking former football players, current football players, you know, analysts that we see all the time on television or digitally about Justin Fields and Caleb Williams and what do you think of the Bears, all that stuff, right? Because you know, from the intel I'm getting from friends of mine in the business – 
I'm, I'm sure you're getting this as well. We have friends of ours that are in Vegas right now covering the Super Bowl for one way, shape, or form. And I'm sure, along with the Super Bowl, they're talking about the Bears. And the reason why I know is that over, over our shoulder last couple days, you think it should be wall-to-wall Super Bowl, right? Every now and then, on the bottom of the, the bottom screen, do you think the Bears should trade Justin Fields? It's still up there. Yeah. It's Super Bowl week. They're still talking about us. Right. Still talking about the Bears. Well, you think about what you just said. Very appreciative. This summer, you're going to have three Bears go in. Yep. You're going to have the Bears in the Hall of Fame game. And you probably are going to have the Bears with the number one pick and potentially on hard knocks. I keep hearing that there's a strong chance they could be on hard knocks. Not saying it'll happen because they don't want it. But they are running out of teams that, like, if you have a new coach, you don't have to go in. And I think if you went to the playoffs, you don't have to be in. There ain't many left. Yeah. So it may, and if Caleb Williams is here, oh, doctor. Yes. That'd be a hell of a Howard Knox. Everybody's interested in the Chicago Bears story, including a guy that used to be a regular caller here on our show, Greg Braggs, and now is working with CHGO, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. That he's got him, he's listened to us, and he says, you know what, I can do what they, those guys do. I want to be in the media as well. Greg Braggs is at the, at the uh, Super Bowl. And was talking to Patrick Mahomes and talking about the Bears. Caleb gets a lot of comparisons to you. Do you think those are fair? And how do you think his game translates to the NFL? I mean, if you're able to have the success that he's had in college um, on the level that he's had it, it's going to translate. It's just about getting in the right system, um, continue to try to get better. And then, then you're going to deal with some adverse moments. How do you respond to those adverse moments? And um, I mean, he's, he's done a great job from everything I've seen. I'm sure he'll do a great job in the NFL. Would the Bears make a mistake without drafting him with the number one pick? Uh, I mean, that's a hard that's, I'm glad I don't get paid they, to make those decisions. They once, they once passed on you. Yeah, I know, but Justin Fields plays great football as well. And so I'm glad I'm not paid to make those decisions. But I think either way, they're, they're in a good, great position for the future. Um, and it's just about which way they want to make that decision. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes being pressed on some Bears talk. But pretty good, right? Yeah, and you're never going to find current players, unless they have a poor relationship with someone, they're never going to say, oh, yeah, you should get rid of Justin Fields. They're not going to do that. No. And, you know, it gets almost comical. Did you guys hear DJ Moore wants Justin back? Yeah. Well, obviously, he's his teammate. He's his friend. <laughs> yeah. Do you really think he's going to come out? That would be a news story. Mm-hmm. They think they should get rid of Justin. They're never going to say that. Just let Poles do his analysis. And if he decides, I'm taking Caleb Williams... Everybody needs to band together and support that kid as our franchise quarterback. And if he keeps Justin, the same deal. We can stop all this talk and let's go. So we talk about how great uh, Patrick Mahomes is. I think we all know that as a Kansas City quarterback. But who's under the most pressure on Sunday when it comes to this Super Bowl that we're going to see? Let's talk about that coming up next with David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you, Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and on our Twitch channel. And Jay Hood are back. We are back, baby. We are back. We're back. Classic. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Reminding you that we have Shot or No Shot coming your way at 8 o'clock. So I was just texting with my buddy Phil from the Tape Never Lies Network. I said, call of this the Summer of the Bears. I started to tell you about this before the break. Summer of the Bears, Hall of Fame game, 
three Bears going into the hall. New stadium could be announced by, you would hope, in six months. I mean, you got to start getting plans made. Caleb Williams and the Bears on hard knocks. And we go right into the season with playoff aspirations, baby. How about that? I love playoff aspirations. I've been I legitimate. Lo- yes, I've, I've wanted those for years on a regular basis. The summer of the Bears. <laughs> summer of the Bears, dude. There's gonna be news all the time. Here comes the boom. Caleb Williams, this Bears, that hard knocks, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame game going into London, dude. We're gonna be all over the place. It is time to understand there is a renaissance coming. So who has the most pressure on Sunday? <laughs> I mean, we got plenty of time. I'm going to stretch this conversation on the Bears. We have now until uh, the draft. till September. And then until September, then beyond, right, to talk about the Bears. Right. Um, but I want to ask you about the pressure. So I would tell you that it's more than just Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan's going to be around for a while as a head coach in this league. If he doesn't knock it down on Sunday, it doesn't mean that he'll never be in the mix again. Who, Kyle? Yeah, no, no, you know who I'm talking about. Mike Shanahan. Wow. <laughs> his old man, yes. yes. Because it's, it's his legacy on the line, too, you know, the old man. Well, the last name. Yes, the Shanahan name, the Shanahan, Shan, the Shanahan brand. Well, at some point, Kyle has to win a Super Bowl. Yes, Yes, he's an excellent play caller, and he's you know a very good coach and all that, and he's got all these people throwing flowers at him, and deservedly so. Mm-hmm. But at some point, he has to get a ring on his finger. At some point. And I think he will. He's got a good team. Yeah, I think, I think at some point that's going to happen. I think that the pressure, though, Cap, will be on this offensive line to hold up for Purdy. Now, now Trent Williams is a terrific left tackle for the 49ers, but I don't think that their offensive line is very good, especially on the right side. So what I'm wondering is the pressure from the Chiefs, can they get at Brock Purdy? Because it's one thing for him to have these be captain comeback in the fourth quarter of some of these games we see in the playoffs, but this is a different animal, man. This is a Super Bowl. It's a battle-tested Chiefs team that's been there and done that. What's this offensive line for the 49ers going to do to try to protect Purdy with those those quick strike attacks offensively. That's what I'm wondering about. Okay, so I'm going to look something up while I'm talking to you here. Yeah, I'm lo- I always look for a long shot MVP play. Mm-hmm. Throw twenty bucks on it and go. Wow, if that hits, I'm going to win a couple grand. Sure. So I'm looking up right now. What like? Do you have a thought on who's going to be the MVP? Not this time. I thought we'd talk it out between now and ten. Because but because sometimes it's not. You're saying sometimes it's not just the quarterback. Or the the hot wide receiver, you're looking for a long shot, correct? I'm looking for a long shot. Like you're scrolling deep there. You got I somebody? You got just, someone yeah. in the secondary? George Karloftis. That's that will be the long shot. Okay, yes. here's my rationale. Okay, this guy has an incredible motor. Mm-hmm. Chris Jones is going to get double teamed, chipped. They're going to do everything they can to prevent him from being a game wrecker on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. George Karloftis gets to the quarterback. What if the Kansas City Chiefs, Mahomes gets a touchdown pass here, Kelsey does this, Pacheco gets a touchdown, and this guy has three sacks. Okay. He may ride in there and remember and go, whoa. Yes. Someone that is outstanding time and time again in that game, where it's to the point where it's like, wow, that guy stands out even more so than the offense or a touchdown. I see what you're saying. 
I'm just looking for a long shot. So a hundred dollars wins you ten grand. That would be amazing. George Karloftis, a hundred to one. Same odds as Chris Jones. There's a reason why he's on the list, Cap. Uh huh. Patrick Mahomes is plus one twenty. Lay a hundred to win a hundred twenty. Mm. Brock Purdy's plus two ten. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey plus four twenty five. Travis Kelsey eleven to one. Debo Samuel twenty to one. Isaiah Pacheco twenty five to one. Brandon Ayuk and Rasheed Rice fifty to one. Yeah, I think all the TV shows talk about the the head coach or uh, the pressure on Brock Purdy. I say that this Chiefs defense, which has been the calling card, I think for the Chiefs this season. Mahomes has been great. Of course, Mahomes is great. But I'm just saying that, that the defense has saved the bacon, I think, more times than not for the Chiefs to be able to get in this position. No question. So and that, I think they have the better defense of the two teams. I think that offensive line is going to be uh, problematic. Tested. It's going to be problematic for the 49ers. Tested. That's uh, one of the things we'll talk about as we continue on with our Super Bowl coverage. But shot or no shot, that's in two minutes right here on the Home of the Bears ESPN 1000.